another opportunity to invade your space on this great i'm talking about beautiful saturday morning and i'm telling you man we just having a great time and an awesome experience welcome to the grip everybody that's right it's a wonderful saturday morning and i'm just hanging out doing what i love to do talking with people and gaining relevant innovative perspectives because perspectives help us to grow, help us to live, help us to be who we are. And, uh, you know, it's really exciting. Always has been uh, one of those things that we've enjoyed so much. And so tweak somebody, text somebody and tell them, man, that we're on right here on The Grip and we want them to join us and to be a part of the amazing show that we've got for you today. I've got two guests that are gonna be hanging out with me today. So it's gonna be real exciting. So you wanna hang in there. Plus I told you, you don't know when we are gonna throw some more love at you. So you might wanna stick around and just uh, be there for that as well as we are able to go forth another uh, field week of activities and things going on. But hey, it's because of you that we're able to do what we do. And so we're just you know, thankful and grateful for everything that we've got happening. I've got hanging out with me today, Radiant Ross, who is a new author. And she's got a dynamic book that is blazing the trail. Roz, how you doing? I am doing well today, Dr. David, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for coming on and deciding to be with us here on The Grip. I am just so excited um, yeah. that uh, you're doing what you're doing and yeah. that we get a chance to sit down and talk and just, you know, hang out for a few minutes and <laughs> and just share in some of the excitement um, that is around being a new author. So <laughs> let's just kind of just jump in here. Tell me um, what what brought you to to decide to write this particular book that that you have fear not. How did how did you get to this place that you decided you wanted to do this piece? Okay, thank you, Dr. David. Wanna, first of all, just say thank you for having me on The Grip. Glad to be here this morning. To all the listeners, we're glad you're tuning in. And uh, what brought me to this? It's been a long uh, time coming, uh, Dr. Williams. It, um, it's been in my spirit a long time. A long time ago, I heard um, a teaching or something about fear and how, you know, the Bible has so many verses that addresses it. So I journaled about it. I put that aside. I said, mm, one day I'm going to search on that. Okay. And so years went by and God just kept bringing it to my spirit. Search the scriptures, search the scriptures. And then I was dealing with fear in my own life. And, uh, you know, we still have apprehension on things that we do, but as, as believers, we learn that we have to move forth. So here I am. The journey of experience and uh, the witness about fear brought me to that point. Wow. So when you start talking about that journey of experience, did you feel like um, others needed to be able to hear what was happening with you? Um, and, and did that really kind of um, nestle in a lot of the content that you have um, as far as the book is concerned? I, I believe so strongly. Um all through life, uh, and you'll see some of that in the book. You have to get the book, but I've shared, uh -huh. many, <laughs> I've shared many experiences where throughout life, um, fear would raise its head. And I know I'm not alone in that. I mean, that's that's fear is a prevalent enemy 
of, of, of life, of people everywhere. And um, so I brought all of that to the table by looking at God's word, because as believers, the word is what we chew on to become um, better, to become changed, to live our lives. And so um, here we are, fear. Yes, everybody needs the message of how you can live a life fearing not. So we'll be going forth and talking more about the book. But right now, if you could tell persons how they can get a copy, I don't want to wait till the very end um, for for individuals to be able to know that. So tell persons if they were interested and you'll get a chance to do that again later on in the show. But how they can you know, get a copy of your book. You can get a copy of Fear Not by going to my website, www.radiantroz.com. That's www.radiantroz.com. Just scroll down on the homepage and you'll see the book and get the book. <laughs> great, great. And we'll be certain to make sure we put that in the feed, that information as well. So the individuals after the show uh, can go back and look at it. And also remember now you can catch uh, all of our podcasts uh, on Apple, Apple Podcasts. So uh, just remember if you miss us, Uh, for a show. You can always go back to Apple and pull it up anytime that you want to be able to listen. Um, Roz, they say unto us, if you want uh, to keep anything from African-Americans, put it in a book. Mm. So, you know, because they're always saying we don't read, you know, we're Mm -hmm. not challenged in reading. I I don't want to play into that statistic, into that data uh, in that sense. Um, But what I do want um, to ask you is, so realizing that that is out there, um, did you have a, watch this, fear that individuals <laughs> would pick up the, your book and, and to be able to read it? Um, I, I'm sure as a writer, you are aware that we, 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 we have, we're challenged when it comes to yes. Um, yes. authorship and to reading books. So how did that play into your decision to go forth with this book? I did experience... Um some concern about (laughs) if people would get the book. You often hear about fear. So I said, okay, another book on fear or a book on fear. People just may say, "Mm, you know, okay. But but I was compelled to write the book, to use the word of God, because that is the uh, changing factor. That's the game changer. The word of God is used to show believers and non-believers alike that, hey, it's in the book. And if you're standing on the word of God, you can fear not. But yes, I had a moment, Dr. David, but I knew I had to forge ahead and get it done. Yeah, because when you start thinking about um, how literature and things have been used against us, you know, over the years and things of that nature, you know, there is that um, there is what they call a healthy fear as well. And and so, you know, you kind of start thinking about making it happen. But as I went through uh, working uh, with the book and and just uh, just admiring your work, um, one of the things that I noticed um, is how user or easily working friendly that you try to make it. So discuss yeah. why uh, anybody of age um, that is able to read is going to be able to find this tool useful for them the way you put it together. Amen. I love that. Um, practical teachings really drive me. And um, okay. I want it to be just that in this application. Um, so many, as you just said, 
when we, we first of all, we don't get to a book to read, but when we do, sometimes we don't glean all the treasures that are there. So not only is the Bible a book, it is full of treasure for us. And we sometimes just grab a hold of one or two scriptures and we just go on and we don't really let it marinate. So right. I wanted some, I wanted, it was given to me in a practical way. Here's a scripture on this subject of fear and here's how you can apply it. How do you get that into your life? And I wanted readers to be able to do that. And we've already heard Dr. David from, from the matured seniors, from gotcha. down to the millennials that have replied back to me and said, Miss Ross, this is the most tactile approach I've seen. A millennial said this to me, most tactile approach I've seen that I can just, oh my goodness, I can look at it and then I can apply myself. And I, I'm already seeing Dr. David that that practical approach is what we need. Wow. And practical is definitely what fear not uh, is all about, uh, yes. and you can tell that from just how you get the tagline in the book, 52-week yes. action devotional. So uh, when you talk about that, so listeners can be able to understand, you know, you know why, why 52 weeks? I mean, <laughs> uh, what, what was the whole point in, in trying to, you, you want somebody to deal with it every, every week or, <laughs> or you know, what, what happened there that says, okay, we, we want to go with it in a devotional uh, and not just a devotional, but action devotional. What, what, was the, what was the reasoning behind that? Um, again, uh, we, you need time to chew on the word. I, turn, I have this uh, term, chew and change, Dr. David. Okay. And I felt uh, with so many scriptures on fear, it's easy to say, oh, here's a bevy of scriptures. But to really get them to be cultivated in your life, you need to chew on them a little bit. So I felt like taking the weekly approach for a year, just you know, looking at the year, there are 52 weeks in a year, that um, that would be something that would help people really get the word in them on fear. And during the week, you're able to cultivate it by activities that you take so that you have true application. Oh, let me ponder on that. Let me write fill in the blanks on that. There may be a word search on that. So I felt like as you chew on it during the week, it will have time to get in you so that you can truly change. Uh, we have a lot going on and, you know, and uh, I have many devotionals that are daily, daily. And, you know, and it, sometimes it'll be so good. It's like, oh, and then I got to go the next day. And then I get going in the week and I didn't do all this week. So I wanted to be able in the action devotion of fear not for you to be able to chew on the word a week at a time so that it can be a, can become a part of you. I like that. Chew and change. Chew and change. You know, uh, chew and change. Because um, what you are saying to us is that <laughs> it's going to take a moment. So, yeah. you know, don't don't try to digest it all in a quick hurry. Yes. Remember, when we were kids, we'd always get uh, uh, chastised about chewing too fast. You know, <laughs> don't, 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 don't chew your food like that. That's and, right. and go forth. And uh, yes. I hear you saying that about God's word. Absolutely. Um, you know, we hear in God's word that it is our necessary food, you know, right. uh, Job, Job talks about that. And then, uh, you know, two times Matthew and, and Luke, uh, Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So you've got to chew on the word so that it can uh, change you and be a part of your life. Wow. So uh, I heard you earlier mention um, that you've got seasoned saints. You've got millennials <laughs> that are participating and have, yeah. have, have gotten the book. 
Um, did you have an audience really in mind when you um, started out um, working on this particular project or was it that you had something in you that you knew you needed to birth and it was just coming forth and we we're going to see what God, God is going to do. How did you have an audience in mind? Um, both of those that you said uh, was part of the journey. Um, I targeted or uh, thinking about believers. I actually thought about people like me, lay people who are um, sitting church Sunday after Sunday, supposed to be believers and Christians. And, and, and we have the word and we sometimes uh, depend on quote clergy to um, tell us the way and that we have a right to look in the word of God ourselves and be changed. So I wanted believers to really wow. understand, get in the word. I wanted non-believers to even know that because fear is in the world and it's epidemic in the earth that, you know, there's a, there's a source that could help them not have fear. Wow. Powerful. If you're just joining me today on the grip, I'm so glad that you've decided to tune in to me. How about Tweety friend, text somebody, I don't yeah. know, Instagram and tell them, uh, David Anthony is on with the grip and I've got Radiant Roz hanging out with me and she's talking about her first book. Yeah. And congratulations again to you, Thank you. Uh, on uh, making, making this happen because uh, oftentimes, especially when we're trying to blaze new territory uh, yes. and step into um, places that we have never been before, I mean, you're, you're talking about the very thing that keeps individuals from doing it. Mm -hmm. They fear what people are going to say. Yeah. They, they fear whether or not it's going to be successful and going forth. So tell me, when you, when you put the book together and you were done, and I'm sure mm -hmm. you prayed over it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure your sister was praying over it. Your dad yes. was praying, family was praying over it and yeah. stuff. But um, that whole notion about failing in making this thing happen. Um, how, how did you kind of like say, okay, I'm, I'm good with this, you know, whether it jumps off in sales or whether it kind of just takes this little low time like a turtle before it goes up, <laughs> you know, how, how did you deal with that component of the fact that, that it, it just may not turn out the way that I want it to turn out? I absolutely felt like I was being obedient to God. So first of mm. all, I was like, okay, this obedient response to God, if nothing sells, I have done that part. And, you know, perhaps it'll open up to something else because I've been obedient to him. And then I just, just kept saying, as I did it, I got excited more and more. So as I got to the end, I was like, wow, I was excited myself. And um, I just, I, I didn't dwell on it failing, Dr. David. I did have a thought and concern about well, who's going to buy this. But then I, I just, I had to fear not and take the stance that I'm going to do what you say, God, I'm going to put it out there and uh, trust that it's going to do what you need it to do. Well, I am so excited about what you have going on and, and writing and for any writer. And I want to yeah. say to the Grip family today, support yeah. Radiant Roz with uh, her project, um, this book, Fear Not. Um, I'm certainly know that it's it's going to bless your life. And the reason why Grip Family, I'm saying support is because, you know, she doesn't have right now the big backing of a Target or the big backing of a Walmart or some, you know, some national chain that could mm -hmm. turn around and buy 
100,000 copies and then put it on their shelf for $5.99 or something of that nature. No, what she has is she has her her website store. And the only way for her to be able to continue to get material like this out to people who need it is for us to go out there and support it and and be conscious in in supporting it and doing it. So, hey, uh, as I always tell people, you know, get two copies, keep one for you and pass another one on to somebody else. You never know how you might bless somebody's life. Uh, Roz, tell me now, um, to be a writer and an author, then you gotta have a favorite writer and a favorite author. So who who's really, you know, um, very, very dear to your heart as it relates to uh, writing, whether they be a Christian writer or just an author, period? You know, I pondered if you would ask me that, Dr. David. <laughs> I have been a reader all my life. So uh, wow. I have read a lot of, of authors, I mean, and not only Christian authors, you know, from um, secular readings, Danielle Steele to uh, Miles Monroe comes to mind. Gotcha. Um, yes, I'm a big proponent of uh, him, his leadership series, and um, Joyce Meyer actually has uh, been a wonderful author that I followed a lot, like her practical teachings. Right, and, right. Um, just can't really nail one. And I, I, went, I looked at my shelf one day and I said, Wow, a lot of writers. Let me join the bunch. So uh, ah, I've been, I, I like have gleaned, like I've, gleaned, I've gleaned from a lot of authors and can't really hone in on one, but they have been many influences over time. Wow, you mentioned one that I I, I particularly like, and and perhaps you probably drew this from them as well, Miles Monroe, because yes. I felt as I always feel as though whenever I pick up anything for him, he is so practical. Woo. I mean, he's going to take something. And he's just yes. going to work it and he's going to yes. work it and he's going to work it. And so uh, we find that simplicity and um, the, the basics um, are so important uh, because we're in a day and time now when people are not as um, fluent with scriptures and with the word as perhaps they were 10, 15 years ago, uh, yeah. where individuals go forth. I know, you know, when we were coming through at college, you know, we have a little fellowship and stuff and they would tell you, memorize word, memorize word because it's testimony time. Before you can open up your mouth and tell what you got going on, you got to get that scripture in that verse. So, you know, scripture like that was always embedded in me and stuff. And now you ask somebody about a verse and be like, huh, who, what are you talking about? You know, or they'll tell you, I know what to say. I just don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, okay, well, what's the point of knowing what to say if you don't know where it is? Because if you know right. where it is, then you then that means that you you had a chance to really touch it and not yes. just hear it. So yes. practical. I'm glad that you you said something about uh, that practical piece because I mean, um, being practical helps us to be able to go forth and to do the things that we need to do, you know, in our lives. And sometimes um, if we get too deep. Um, it's it's really not going to happen. Yep. And Dr. David, we don't have an option as believers. The Bible is our manual for living. Uh, uh, and you know, um, having been in church in the Lord a long time, you you two can relate. We've known each other, you know, years. And being in church, you know, you can be in church and not be in God. So you know, we forget as believers, we have a manual for living, right. and we have to go to it. The Bible addresses all type of subjects. Uh, for us. It's, it's our answer. 
and uh, it's, it is our way. And so uh, sometimes we may think, oh, it's boring and blah, blah, blah. But uh, again, I wanted to bring awareness and enlightenment back to people that even on this subject, fear, or whether it's marriage or whatever, the Bible addresses it. And if you'll take the time to dig in beyond the one or two scriptures you know and chew, then you know you can get you know excited again and change. <laughs> So once again, um, we'll make sure it gets into the feed and I'm sure um, some families probably gonna do that as well uh, and making that happen. But tell somebody again how, um, if they wanted to get a copy of your book that they could get a copy. Thank you listeners. If you'd like to get a copy of Fear Not, please go to my website, www.radiantroz.com. That's www.radiantroz.com. Com. At this time, uh, that's where you can acquire the book and keep your ears open as many other outlets open. Please visit. Wow. So for all who write, we know that mm -hmm. there are times when you're writing and it's just not flowing. Yes. Um, we, we call that writer's block, writer's block. you know, and, and it just, I mean, you have a day, I mean, and it's just, it's just it's just crashing. I mean, it's like a stream and it won't stop. Yes. And then you have another day and you're like, oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> and you're almost like you just want to take everything you got and, and just toss it in trash because it's just yeah. not happening. But uh, so uh, did you experience writer block uh, at all while you were putting together this project? How long did it take you to, to finish getting your manuscript together? Um, the short answer is it took me about six weeks. And then the long answers took me about four months to um, after having compiling the scriptures was one was one area. And so that went fairly quickly, you know, okay. and then after that, the processing of how we were going to use the scriptures and how we were going to um, find ways to apply the scriptures where I had some hesitation. And you're right. There were some days it was like, woo, woo, woo. And then there were some days I was like, hmm is this really what I need to be doing? Is this right. really what needs to go out? So yes, we did experience moments of hesitation. Um, but, um, and then there was a time about two or three weeks, I just wouldn't look at it at all. Ah, um, so then, when you wouldn't, when you wouldn't look at it, what was going on in your mind? Was this like, were you like saying, <laughs> okay, I'm done with this or, or just fear. what was happening? <laughs> fear was going on. Oh, okay. I appreciate that. Yeah, I was having a moment of, uh, okay, now, 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 now what? So, uh, yeah, to be honest, a little bit of fear was going on, a doubt, if you want, doubt is a cousin of fear, um, those voices in your head, that false evidence appearing real, <laughs> all of that. And then I had to, um, I had to, um, you know, press forth and say, no, get back to it, get back to it five minutes at a time, and uh, we're here. Great. Um as a writer and, and you've now gotten over this hurdle and the first book is out, you've birthed it. And once again, congratulations to you. Thank what you. would you say to someone who is contemplating where you were with a project? It, it may not be a book, but it may be um, they're on the verge of that birthing stage, that place where God is nudging them to do something. They're not sure. What would you say to that crowd today? Seasoned saints, millenniums, you know, um, young adults, what would you say to them about how you got through that thing? Prioritize some time, start working on your project. Um, I remember back in July, 
Um, I was had been pondering again, and I was just led to for five minutes every day for 30 days, just right. Didn't matter what, choose something right. So uh, I think that catapulted me into really getting focused and to getting into the book. So maybe find some time that you sit down and start thinking about your project. And then um, there's another principle. I'll give you a little principle nugget that's in the book. Thank you. Um, find every advantage and rule. And um, ah. that phrase that I've coined about fear to find every advantage, F-E-A-R, and rule. Mm. And so if you as a writer or you are thinking about writing or anything that you have to do and you have fear rear its head, then, you know, look at it. Write down the advantages. Find the advantages. What's going to happen? I'm going to be a blessing to people. I'm going to get the message out. I'm going to help someone. I'm going to, you know, help myself. So if you look at those advantages and then say, okay, you know, I'm going to rule in this area. I'm going to go forth. So find every advantage and rule. Write the book. <laughs> wow. That's powerful. You are yeah. really um, speaking um, to both season saints and millenniums, but you're also yes. talking um, to, I would say, our, our young writers, uh, some who are uh, traveling through middle school, uh, high school, and, and maybe first years of college, because oftentimes yes. those papers and yes. those things that they have to do, a lot of that stems, a lot of that trouble stems in gathering thoughts, organizing data, and putting, yes. and you just put all of that right there. Um, together. Listen, I'm telling y'all, you got to get uh, fear not and, and be able to share. We're going to continue to make sure that it gets into the feet. Roz, I appreciate you being on the show and hanging yes. out with me on today. Yes. Um, hey, um, at the end of the day, what's the major takeaway that you want people to have with your book? They, <laughs> they got it and you're telling them uh, 